0: Radio Network HealthCast series. It's a little Cypress Hill. I know that you're more of an East Coast hip-hop guy. Um, I've been playing a lot of Cypress Hill on the show lately, and you and I are pretty much in the same age group and have very similar tastes in hip-hop. I know that you're a New York guy. You're a big punk guy. Yeah. Um, I, I made some Big L references on the show and you knew who Big L was. There are very few people that come on the show that actually know who Big L was. He's been passed away. He's taken away from us for so long that, that people have forgotten. But I'm a golden era guy. I think that the golden era of hip hop, I hate to be get off my long guy no, but wait, and, and wait, the does, old guy.
1: Does, doesn't everyone think the golden era is from when they were in their early 20s and late 80s? You know? Everyone
0: thinks that. But but I think that hip hop literally defines the golden era as kind of that. I think it started in 93. Okay. And it's like from 93 Ooh. to 99. Biggie. So you're talking about basically I would agree. Illmatic. It's the beginning of the golden era of hip hop. And, and then you had Ready to Die. And you had some fantastic work. Um, I got into hip hop. It's a funny story. I was a Big Daddy Kane fan. I wanted to be just like Big Daddy Kane. And I wanted to have one of those four finger um, Rings. Uh, rings and then you had the fat gold rope chains and stuff like that and so th- this is around 88 87 so I'm a rock him and big daddy kane guy. that's what they were playing you know i lived in new jersey during that time so i could i could pick up all the new york city stations and they were playing big daddy kane they were playing bismarck they were playing krs1 they were playing uh, stuff like that but then when nas hit and biggie hit what those guys did that the previous generation didn't do They were produced in more of a cinematic theater type of way. So when you heard them rap, it was like you were there. Um, They were beyond kind of the hip to the hop to the hippity hop. You know, it was more, it's like Tony Montana. It's like Scarface, you know, it's just, it's a whole different vibe. And then I think the golden era ended when mace and puffy were in those shiny suits after biggie died and floating around in that video i was like that's the end of it and that's when i moved off of mainstream hip-hop and got into underground hip-hop so i i really got into raucous records and most def and feral motz and all of those guys and kind of got away from from mainstream stuff um now it's funny i've been listening to a lot of drake I didn't want to like Drake. It took me a, a long time to to actually listen to Drake, but I've been listening to to a lot of Drake. Uh, what are some of the artists that that you that you? I know that you're a big so punk hold on. Now. I
1: got I got to start in. So the to me, I have this conversation with my people. To me, the golden era ends with fifty. Fifty makes it in. It end. You think ends with fifty? Okay. To me, fifty. The first the, fifty. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. talking about get Lamar? Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. So. But MCs that I listen to, um, I, I can't stop with my old uh, Black Thought. So Pun M, right. um, you know, you mentioned Talib, he goes in my top five. I also like, you know, you mentioned the West Coast um, Crooked Eye. They like Crooked, Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye is dope, man. I mean, he'll yeah, he makes me like I have to rewind yeah he's several very times to catch his polysyllabic you know, and yep, his, in his
0: approach to to hip hop music. Music is so important, man. It, it unites us, and I'm a I'm a big fan. You know, I listen. I've had people on this show. I've had rock people on this show i've had country music you know i broadcast out of nashville so we have a lot of country music people on this show but uh, there's just something about new york east coast rap is just different you know you're in the bronx you're in brooklyn you're in queens it's a different vibe it's it's a different nature i know the south has taken over hip-hop you know atlanta is really kind of the big place uh, new orleans is a big place but but just for me personally it's that east coast um, block for block yeah. hip hop, you know, it's just it's just different. It's remember
1: different. when uh, remember on the source mags when they had um no limit and they had all the shiny right. the diamond thing? To right. me that was like the decline of hip hop right there. When the South got involved, no right. offense. Yeah no you know, no like, this to the I, South. You yeah. know it's just you're um, in the
0: South so you're doing doing your thing down here. But it's it it, it changed. It definitely changed yeah. um it definitely changed the the direction and the way that the music was produced. And then you have this drill stuff. I don't get it i'm i i don't really get it naturally i'm learning to get it as i've gotten more into being a broadcaster and had more uh, you know shout out to to my co-host dj rampage um the the first lieutenant Flip of the universal split squad um shout out to him i learned from being around him dr garcia it's funny because i've had people artists on the show um we've had some really good artists on the show flavor flav has been on the show cassidy's been on the show a couple wow. of times um Freeway has been on this show. We've had some really good people. Bushwick Bill came on the show the week before he passed away. And it's funny, as a fan, I'm talking to them about some stuff they did like in 94. And what I've learned is that hip-hop artists, they want you to respect them for what they're doing now. Even if you're a fan of their music from 15, 20 years ago. They don't want to hear about that. They don't want to hear about, oh, man, you know, I love you. You have bars, man. Back in the day, they don't want to hear that. They want to know, are you consuming what I'm putting out now? So that I've says. just learned to have a respect for the artist because um, they, don't, they, don't, they don't see their craft the same way that, that fans see it. Just like you don't see your craft the same way that, that your patients see your craft. You see, it, you see it completely different. And that's a fantastic segue With what you're doing here in the community in Orlando, what are some of the biggest barriers that you've seen to healthcare here in Orlando? Is it poverty? Is it COVID? Is it transportation? What are some of the things that are really hurting um, the people here in Orlando? And what can you do in other organizations such as MedHealth Clinical to actually curtail some of those issues?
1: Probably the biggest barrier that I see is the inability to get things that I want to prescribe because their insurance mm. doesn't cover it. And you already wow. know we're in the space of, um, of the, uh, you know, Medicare advantage. Right? right. And so some of the medications that are, they could be helpful, aren't covered or they're astronomically expensive. Right. And so there's almost a disincentive in and I mean, you know, in, in, in prescribing those kinds of things. Interesting. But, um, you know, we were talking about earlier the Mongiorno and the, uh, Ozempic, these are effective medications and these could be the most phenomenal training wheels for patients while you teach them how to how to how to live. Right. Um, it they it, it get at the. Hormonal. I like the word
0: training wheels. I like that. Oh, yeah. Because it's not indefinite. Are. You don't want them to be on indefinitely.
1: Um, it gets at the hormonal aspect of problems. For example, I had a patient today and I'm telling her, listen, this is how you need to eat. And she says, I can't. But she says, but I'm hungry. The reason she's hungry is because she has so much insulin floating around in her body. Insulin blocks a satiating hormone that we have called leptin. Uh, Leptin's not able to act on your brain because insulin is blocking its action, as hormones tend to do. This is hormonal symphony happening in your body. And those, um, they're called GLP and uh, GIP inhibitors, the ozempics and the uh, Okay, They're addressing the problem at that level. Okay but they're like $2,500. right? So who can get that? Right. right. Uh, and then they come over and they give us these, um, you know, coupon cards and then you can get it for someone for three months. Um, I think we could do better. I, I don't know. I, th- that's a problem.
0: No, I think I used to look, I used to be in charge of formulary at, at, a, at a health plan. So I, I've had those wars and competitions and one way to really torpedo, if you're a med- Medicare advantage, one way to really torpedo your stars. And if you want, to have a bunch of CTMs and a bunch of calls and a bunch of angry people is to change your formulary. Mm. Um, formulary is always a difficult discussion. You want to move to generic drugs. You you want to do things that are profitable. I think that I think that everyone shares in it. It's the the drugs themselves are very highly priced, but there also is an issue on on the Medicare Advantage side as well, and the insurer on what's covered and what's not covered. And, and a lot of times when a plan is not operating as, as high as they want, let's say that they're, they were a four-star out or a three-and-a-half star, one of the first things to go is, is formulary. They really take a look and slash formulary. So I, I think that's a very legitimate issue. What are some of the other issues here in Orlando, in particular in the Winter Garden area, that you service is – what about access to just basic needs you know the maslow's hierarchy is that a major issue in the in the metro orlando area because people like me that are from outsiders we think of disney world and magic kingdom and, and we when we hear orlando we think that everybody is is wearing a mickey mouse costume and and down <laughs> down south of the city at disney world riding uh, the roller coasters and enjoying life but there are pockets in orlando just like any other major city united states where where people are really struggling
1: well, that that Disney is actually the pocket in Orlando. I, wow i don't see I don't see traffic from Disney. I don't see tourists. I don't see people mm-hmm. in Mickey Mouse hats until I get down to right. you know that Universal area. But anyway, um, I would say just just people's education levels. You know, I got I got patients, for example, that they don't understand that eating right. nine tortillas a day is probably right. not good for you, right? Or right. the Guyanese population—they have their cuisine, their roti. I couldn't understand when I first I love got roti. into healthcare why are all my Guyanese patients diabetic? Right. And then one of my patients brought, she said, oh, I'm going to make something for you. Let me bring you something traditional Guyanese. And it was delicious, and I loved it. But that's why.
0: Can't why, eat that every day. You can't eat that every day. Right. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the one J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with a team of risk adjustment experts who deeply understand the complexities of every facet of healthcare. We partner with our health plan and healthcare clients to emphasize transparency and trust to truly become a valuable extension of their team at every step of the way from outreach, medical record retrieval, coding, to final delivery. With the most significant health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, we aim to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For more information, go to www.episource.com and schedule a demonstration. And Doug.
1: Got a couple of bullies on your six, Lemo. They need customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual. So they only pay for what they need. What do you say we see what this bird can do?
0: We are not getting you a helicopter. Looks like we're walking, kid. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. I spent many years as a quality healthcare executive focused on risk scores, clinical operations, and value based care contracts. I had the corner office, the nice house, the pool, and all of the perks corporate America offers. But in 2020, as the pandemic had us all on lockdown, I decided to open up Paragon 7 Studios as a full service consulting firm focused on healthcare media. Our critically acclaimed Daily HealthCast series features many of the brightest minds in the industry. Due to increased demand, we are actually expanding into executive production of short films and documentaries for our clients. Find us on LinkedIn or Instagram to talk about hourly rates. That's Paragon 7 Studios.
1: It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone.
0: We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile the leader in 5G. James Lewis. Except for words, just don't move me. You're minor, we're major. You're all up in the game and don't deserve to be yeah. a player. Don't make me have to call your name out. Your crew is featherweight. My good shot will make you levitate. I'm only 19, but my mind is old. And when the days get for real, my warm heart turns cold. Another what? young and deceased, another story is told. It ain't nothing really. And yo, Dunn Spark to filly. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Meanwhile, back at Queens, the realness, the foundation. If I die, I could choose a better location. When the slugs penetrate, feel a burning sensation Getting closer to God in a tight situation now You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network